0: The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. This week's episode of PSVG Prime is brought to you by QuickBooks. That's right. Go to QuickBooks.com slash PSVG. Make sure you use the promo code PSVG to save absolutely nothing. Because this week's episode is really brought to you by the amazing supporters over at Patreon.com slash PSVG, but especially Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Chris M., Paul Calico, Kyle Heyman, and Coach Hulk. Big thank you to all of you, and as you know, our distinguished patron supporters, but for those you infidels that do not support us with your monetary choices, you just lend us your ears, what you would be getting is exclusive episodes of PSVJ DLC, Arcadia Academia, Kevin Hates Everything, and Bored With Everything and access to our exclusive patron chat room in the discord the battle pass and of course our undying love and eternal gratitude until your subscription lapses for whatever reason then we go back to not really caring about you at all so to get in on all the action and help support us head on over to patreon.com slash p s v g now on to this week's episode one and welcome to psvg prime the flagship show of the psvg podcast network and the batman ninja of video game podcasts if you don't know what that means you should probably be in our discord more often it is i your host kevin and with me of course is the smash mouth to my trl mr lucas rose hey hey hi hey.
1: I love being compared to Smash Mouth. It's great. Or Batman Ninja, right? Batman You know, Batman Ninja is a lot of things to a lot of people. So, I mean, it could go one way. It could go the other way. I know how Josh feels about it, though. I know where Josh's
0: went. And that yes. was in the garbage can.
1: Yes. Some hobo is going to have a, a lucky lucky day <laughs> that day. <laughs> on Trash Day. On Josh's Trash
0: Day. Josh's Trash Day. Um, speaking of hobos, um, how are you feeling?
1: How you doing? I'm doing okay for once. I, I, I feel like I'm counting the days that I have been uh, sick, sickless, healthy, as normal so people would say.
0: So you're no longer down with the sickness?
1: No, I'm down with the sickless. <laughs> it's very confusing.
0: It is. It is.
1: Uh, but yeah, so I'm just, you know, you know, feeling good, I guess. I don't know, breathing free. Breathing free and easy. You ever stop and just go, oh, gosh, I love being able to breathe out of both nostrils.
0: Yeah, typically when the winter's over, though. I don't I don't normally get much reprieve uh, during the, the winter season, especially oh, around really? here. I mean, you should have the same thing with your weather, your climate. It's, it's true. The, the, at least for us, our temperature's been fluctuating, so it's like 16 degrees. And the next day, it's like high 40s. And you're like, your body can't adjust to that. So we're just constantly in different degrees of how sick we are We're never quite healthy until it's over <laughs> it's just how sick are we at any given point do you have allergies i no. i don't have seasonal that's allergies good. actually the only thing i'm allergic to is actually lilacs so during spring if i happen to be around lilac
1: it, that sucks but oh well yeah. i should warn you we have a lilac bush outside in the backyard that's
0: okay i had one growing up and my parents didn't really care enough to have it properly removed so i just kind of <laughs> Dealt with it, uh, my dad. My dad would cut it down every year, but it would grow yeah. back. Yep. So it was like didn't really matter. <laughs> like so, you know, you guys just want to you know dig a hole or something, maybe take it out. Just no, no. Okay, good. Flame and thrower. That's bu- burn right, it. and that's before like the Claritin and easy stuff that people can manage allergies with. It was just like no, I just had red eyes and you know bleeding from my nostrils, couldn't continuously yeah.
1: yeah. You stand up on. wind of it, and it's like oh, everything's better.
0: But unfortunately,
1: yeah. your house was downwind of the lilac bush.
0: And it's funny because if we're walking, like just not walking in the spring taking the kids to school or whatever, it's like I can tell if there's a lilac bush within like three blocks. <laughs> like I can sense it. Like it's your my superpower. eyes will
1: Yeah, it's it's stupid. It's a Kevin, useless superpower. Kevin, you're a lilac man. <laughs> Only on Fridays. <laughs> um Wow, insensitive.
0: What? Nothing oh okay um yeah i'm i feel like josh on board with video games or haley on psxp and i'm tired yeah work is just sucked i know you're not sleeping so that, that's a different scenario too but yeah. um i'm at the point that you know i'm here i got my water i have my my cup of coffee but work was such a day coffee at night yeah it doesn't it doesn't affect me I have a caffeine addiction, so I need it anyway. Um, <laughs> but because work has been work, um, for those not watching, because we don't do it video, but uh, yeah, that's
1: oh yeah. That's, yeah. He he pours a a nice glass of what do you got there? Screwball. Oh yes, so, you posted that.
0: Yep, peanut butter whiskey.
1: Now, ah. on, a, on a scale of 1 to ten 10 being I'm eating creamy peanut butter out of a jar mm-hmm. how peanut butter how much peanut butter are we talking about here
0: so I've I've had it in so far in hot cocoa I've had it in hot cocoa I've had it in coffee okay I've had it just on the rocks and I've had it mixed with diet Coke just for the hell of it just to try it <laughs> first off kids listening don't drink until you're 21 um, everything but the soda you'd only get peanut butter in the aftertaste. So you get your typical whiskey flavor, the little bit of burn, and then like in the burn, you get a little, little bit of peanut butter. So okay. it's very, very nice. Yeah. For some reason, the Diet Coke, I don't know if it's just the, the aspartame or whatever. Like I know that has a, an effect on enhancing alcohol.
1: Yeah. Which sure. is why
0: like I don't do Jack and Coke because so I do Jack and Diet because it messes you up better. Because <laughs> I won't um, get crunk. <laughs> exactly. For some reason, it does something in the peanut butter flavor. So you taste peanut butter in the entire sip and that was not good. For me. Hmm. It wasn't great. I like this little hint afterwards. It's just in that little burn. You get the end of whiskey. or peanut butter. It's like, ah. So, yeah. Wow. It's, it's good overall, though. Usually when
1: something has a flavor like that, it doesn't taste like what it says. Unless it's yes. vodka. Right. Peanut butter, vodka. Ooh. Ooh.
0: <laughs> My vodka days are, are over. That was college.
1: Yeah. I think that was, was everyone's out. college. was yeah. like the least the least good liquor that you could possibly find Hey do you want to drink rubbing alcohol? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the cheaper it was the more it just tastes like alcohol um,
0: and this wasn't bad it was 30 bucks for a bottle and it's a, okay. I mean it's a decent sized bottle 70 proof 35% alcohol by volume
1: they uh, that that pretty much is the the higher end of what I'm willing to spend on alcohol these days oh yeah me too like i, I feel like I'm people told me myself. about it and i was
0: like well i'll check it out and i was like if it's anything more than like 30 dollars, i'm probably not doing it. i walk it's like 29.99 i'm like sold sold <laughs> <laughs> you have a customer
1: uh that will yeah. re- i would try that and replace the uh my wife likes the hot cocoa with the peppermint schnapps yeah Ugh. Ugh. yeah peppermint yeah. peppermint as i hate peppermint like
0: oh see i like peppermint but peppermint schnapps i'm not no
1: no
0: just, but it is good in hot cocoa Ew, I will say that. No, I can attest. I'd rather have. No, it no, no. I mean, myself. I mean, the, the screwball. Is oh, good. oh,
1: okay, yes, that I would believe, and I would try.
0: Yes, it's very good, very good. Um, but this is an alcohol podcast.
1: Oh, I thought we were doing Battle of the Liquor. Your Battle of, of the name. Booze. <laughs> Battle of the Booze. Yes.
0: How mad would Jason be if we announced that it's our new web series? PSVG Battle of the Booze. <laughs> I'd be like, no, no, it's totally different than Flexipose, guys. Not the same thing. You guys just did beer. That's right, and we're, we're not doing even spirits. in the same room. That's true. Yeah, we're just going to virtually – I'm just going to describe to you how good it tastes, and you're going to taste yours,
1: and we're going to somehow score and compare them. I think the real person who would be upset would be my wife when I try to tell her, hey, every every month I'm going to go out and buy a, an insanely expensive bottle of liquor yes. that I'm going to take one sip out of, and then it's just going to sit around forever. True. Just kidding. Unless, she, unless she puts in her
0: back. hot cocoa. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> or morning
0: coffee. Oh, don't tell me. that. That's where I'm at at work right now. I'm about to just bring in a flask and just... Oh, no. Uh, anyway, um, let's talk about some games. Let's talk about what we've okay. been playing. Sure.
1: Um, as per usual, you go first. Okay. Uh, did I... Remind me. Did I talk about Psychonauts that I beat it? I can't remember. No, you
0: talked about you were playing it. Okay. You had not beat it last time I talked to you about
1: it. Okay. I finished that in like four days. I, nice. I whipped right through it. Um, glad to be done with it. It, uh, it was a little f- frustrating at the end, is why. Like, I really enjoyed it, hmm. but I'm glad to be done with it because I've started this game so many times and never finished it for whatever reason. And uh, it just feels good to actually have it under my belt, you know? Just have it done, and now I can say I've played it and beat it and... Uh, I can look forward to Psychonauts too, knowing exactly what's going on Hmm. and uh, I really enjoyed my time with it uh, Besides for that one level you have to climb this tower. I kept falling off. It was really annoying Um, so yeah, and One of the things that I took for granted while playing it is just how interesting the characters are when you go inside their heads so like that's the idea of the game, but you learn a lot about these people when you go in their minds and, and you learn about their problems and the reason they are who they are or the way that they are now. And um, there are a lot of different levels and they've, they have a uh, a lot of variety to them. And I really appreciated that about the game. So I uh, had a lot of fun with it. It's kind of one of my like new favorites. You know, one of my new top 20s or, w- or whatever list number you want. I hmm. don't know. Uh, but it's a great one, and I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would, uh, which is a good result. That's a good end result, right? Yeah. You play totally. through it, you beat it. So, very happy with that. Now, I was looking up stuff for Psychonauts too, and Josh had messaged me a video about a panel from some, I think it was during the Game Awards a little while ago. Not the most recent, but maybe yeah. two years ago or something. And uh, he was like, check this out. You should watch this. It was about Psychonauts, but then Jack Black came on there all of a sudden, Ooh. and they were talking about Brutal Legend, and I'm like, "Yeah, do I need to download Brutal Legend? <laughs> Am I going to play this?
0: Game. That was fun.
1: I, I ended up. Yep, I downloaded it right after that. I was like, you know what, I need to beat that one too because I didn't even play that very long at all. Now I, I know that now because I've played it much further on than I, I did before. I probably gave it like two hours before mm-hmm. and uh, dropped it for one reason or another. Yeah. Um, like I, I told Jason on, on Flux to Pose, I was like, that was a time in our lives, kind of like when we lived together, him and I, where you could drop a game for any reason because your life was just so hectic. Like, oh, that's I got a new true. girlfriend. It's, you know, I'm not, I don't play video games anymore apparently or, or whatever. Or, or I got a job and now I have to be there all the time. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's probably one of the reasons why I dropped it. Not because I didn't like it. I know this game didn't get a lot of um, good reviews or it could be very decisive because it's sort of a hack and slash but also yeah. a strategy game, right? Mm-hmm. So how did you feel about it? Yeah, clearly you've played it. I did play it. I don't think I ever beat it. It's been a long time. But
0: I thought it was fun. Like I think, And I, I think one thing that people give Jack Black kind of a bad rap for is he's kind of hard to digest for some folks. Much like a Will Ferrell. Like when yeah. he's funny, he's funny. But then sometimes it's way too far. I thought in a video game world, it suited him well. He could be that over-the-top character but it didn't seem out of place like it would on the screen. Like, if he was playing the same character in a movie, it'd be terrible. But in a video game, it just kind of worked because it was just metal and it's Jack Black and it's, you know, Tenacious D. It's like, it's Pick just his persona. Yeah, it just right. it's it like that, feels which like it goes made together. It awesome. Um, and you don't see, like, the thematics of the game itself, too, just being, like, metal. Like, you don't yeah. see that in anything. Like, that's never used. Like, yeah, you might have a biker or you might have, like, a rocker, but it's never done in, like, really an homage to the, to the music genre like it, it really and that game really was it was more than just a game yeah and i i thought it was good i'm surprised it never got like remastered at least to my knowledge or anything like that like it was never kind of redone at all mm-hmm. where i felt it was good enough to at least have that because we've certainly seen games way worse that continue to get redone uh, i'm gonna throw odd odd world is, is one we constantly <laughs> odd world rehash i'm like i never liked any odd world game period but yet they keep bringing them back it's true. so
1: yeah i um I'm probably about, I feel like I'm at least halfway done with it, and I am surprised by the amount of cinematics, like in-game cinematics in yes. this game. Every time you start a mission or go to a waypoint, there's some kind of cinematic thing happening. Uh, there's a lot of voice acting, too. And, and, and Ozzy's like, in it, too, right? Like Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah, he, play he, something? Plays, he plays like the guy that you go to to upgrade your stuff. Yes, But that's he right. has a surprising amount of dialogue, actually. Yeah. Um, and you can understand him, which is weird. Yeah, it, yeah, that is the really weird part. He sounded completely like I lucid. Under, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it, for somebody named Heavy Metal Riff, you know, I got I gotta check this game out and I gotta play it. And I feel I feel like uh, this time around, I'm really giving it my all, and I'm enjoying it. You know, everything like you said, everything in the world is somehow metal related. They yep. make fun of glam rock and all sorts yep. of stuff, and Overall, it's just a it's a fairly basic story, but it, hmm. it's a decent one. You know, just saving the world story. So it's not it's not rewriting the book or anything. But uh, as a as a sort of game that you just kind of it's it's like the I don't want to say early days of gaming, but it's two thousand nine. You know, these things aren't super yeah. complicated. The most complicated it got was giving orders to your to your uh, squad mates or your your um, army. So. I don't know. It's pretty straightforward, and I enjoy playing it, so I have a good feeling I'm going to beat this one. So. Good on you. Uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Now, this next game I'm going to talk about, I think I just started playing this yesterday or the day before. No, yesterday, last night. Frostpunk. It is on PC Game Pass, and I've had my eye on this game for a while as sort of a strategy town builder type game. Uh, from the makers of This War of Mine, actually, which is another oh, that's right, yep. simulation type game where you you know took control of some people who were hiding out in a bomb blasted building or whatever, and you just had to survive. Um, so Frostpunk is about uh, these these English English people who leave London when the world becomes. Uh, basically, an ice age happens mm-hmm. yet again. Um, and so they, they head north where a little before everything went sour, uh, they decided they were going to build some generators that provide heat and basically try to make a refuge for the last of humanity. Because now, is this before
0: John Leguizamo and Ice age. Ray Romano? And <laughs> is that, there or is couple, it after?
1: Uh, I think it's after. But uh, okay. because you don't play as um, uh, uh, barbarians or uh, cave people or.
0: So you're saying no, Dennis
1: Leary? No. At all. Unfortunately, no. Okay. I wish Bray Romano did some voice acting, though. <laughs> Deborah, no. <laughs> don't go that way. I'm freezing over here. Deborah, what? <laughs> Get a blanket. Oh, my parents are here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they. You move north, which seems like a bad thing to do, but whatever. Yeah, it's what, what, Ice Age.
0: You go where it's colder? Is, okay. Yeah.
1: Maybe it's Britain. You can only go south so far before you mm, hit water. Uh, true. Uh, so you, you get you get up there, and it's basically your job to run this town. You have all these people who are, are making their way to the landing site. You get there. There's nobody there, even though there's supposed to be people there. You get to this generator. And uh, you are put in charge. Some of your people got lost along the way. You have what you have when you get there, and now you've got to keep everyone warm. That that's the there's like a few basic principles to the game that that run the whole deal. You got to keep everyone warm. Okay. You you got to keep everyone healthy, and you got to survive. Basically, I mean, you got to get food. You got to get shelter. Do all the things of a town builder that you normally do. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. So the whole heat thing plays into a lot, of, a lot of it because, like, buildings won't work if they're too cold. Like hospitals, if they get too cold, they won't work. Um, if your workers get too cold, they'll get sick. So, for instance, in the very beginning of the game, you're collecting resources just out in the middle of nowhere, out in nature where you find them, uh, which is very, very cold because you're exposed to the elements, right? So you'd want to... Yeah. Build a building like a gathering post, which provides a little bit of heat when you go when they go back there, and it keeps them from getting sick. Uh, but because of the way that the game is built, you know, you're you're kind of trying to uh, do some tech development so that you can mine for coal up there, for instance. But at the same time, you need coal right now, so you're sending your poor people out to gather those piles of coal out in the the negative um, forty degree Fahrenheit weather. Uh, And the weather, the temperatures will change as well as the game goes along. And so it constantly gets either more difficult or more easy. You know, you go through kind of like these really tough uh, parts where it gets really cold and you have to deal with that. And then all of a sudden it'll get slightly warmer and then everyone can, you know, you rush out and get those resources. Get as much stuff as
0: you can quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
1: it's, uh, I mean, there's a lot of elements here. And then on top of that you build um, explorers so you have to build this building that sends out uh, kind of this balloon that is tethered to the ground and it's a lookout post and it looks out for on this map for places that you can visit and so you'll send explorers like five of your own people to go out to places and explore to see if there's you know stuff to bring back like a Scout yeah, those types uh, of, okay. Yeah. exactly. So they scouted out, and uh, it starts with a story mission where, like I said, half of your group or some of your group were lost. And so you have to go out and find them. Now, all of this entire gameplay, there's one critical element I, I kind of skipped over, but it's uh, the, um, the people themselves and the story that... Sorry, I'm kind of distracted because I just heard something. Okay, sorry. I thought somebody came. I thought my wife came down here. So there's like, what are you doing? The human, the humanity element of this this whole thing. So when people die, uh, a story thing will will come up, like a little exclamation point. And you'll click on it, and it'll, people will talk about what are we going to do with our dead? Are we going to bury, bury them in cemeteries, or are we going to throw them in frozen pits and just bury them with, or you know, cover them in snow? And uh, they have different effects that uh, go along with those. And so if you decide to throw them in a pit, you have two things called hope and – what's the other one? There's hope and basically how pissed off everybody is. They're they're two different things. Hope is kind of like a long game and then – Gosh, I wish I could remember the other thing. Uh, the other bar, the other thing that you have to take care of, is more of like the short term, how upset people are for working, having to work a twenty-four hour shift, for instance. Sure. Uh, so there's that whole game as well. So you'll have all these story elements that come up that affect your hope level and that other that other bar. And if hope drops down too far, you lose that type of thing. So there's a hmm. lot of different uh, things, but that human element really is kind of like like what sets it differently from any other building game they do it so well that um you really do feel like you're controlling or the destiny of a group of people i guess um more so than just building up a town and trying to get like all the resource numbers to say 99999 or whatever so now why wouldn't you just burn the dead because they're cold uh, might, you as might well just heat. You, you might be able to uh, re- research a technology that allows you to do that eventually. Okay. I I'll think you way. have to get to uh, that, that tier uh,
0: hmm.
1: because things are, you know, it's all tiered stuff. They're locked behind other things that you have to unlock. That would make sense. I, I kind of wondered that myself. but um, So my first playthrough, I kind of I ended up losing because people kept dying. I couldn't control the sick people. And so uh, I, I learned a lot of things. Like my face, first playthrough was horrible, but I learned a lot of things and then I played through a second time. That's where I'm at now and kind of going along with my second playthrough and doing a lot better job. Like the things that I got done in the first playthrough took me like 10 days. I'm getting done in like two days. So once you kind of know the language and what you're supposed to be doing – sure it really helps so hmm. there is kind of a learning curve i guess is what i'm saying but okay. super addictive really into it at the moment uh frost punk it's really fun
0: let's see if that's on regular it's probably just pc only i'm guessing i
1: think it game came pass. out on xbox though but it might not be on the, the xbox game pass i'm not sure check because i know those types
0: of games like those types of games are fun but they don't always translate to
1: console as well but yeah well, the one thing it has going for it, I think, is that it's not super sprawling. Y- you build your city in kind of a spiral. And so there's not like this huge map that you have to navigate to. Like City Skylines, if they can put that on a console.
0: I guess that's true. It is it is on console. So that actually came out January 9th. That dropped on console Game bass. So it might have been the same time as PC. I'm not sure. But it's yeah. new either way to
1: that. So Yep. Yeah. cool. I'm it's check it a out. lot of fun. A lot of fun. Hmm um very depressing though <laughs> especially in the middle of winter so a lot of fun yeah exactly uh totally my style yeah lastly i won't go too much into this but uh i have been playing ring fit adventure i have really wanted to Duh. start working I- out
0: i'm reading your notes knowing darn well you've been playing ring fit adventure i'm like what is rfa, <laughs> RFA? so I'm like google it and i'm like i cannot <laughs> find rfa game i'm like but you're right, 100%. I should have known that.
1: I was wondering what you were... I thought you were just looking up frostpunk at the time.
0: That's I was at first, and then I started looking at RFA. I'm like, what is
1: RFA? It's this. I need to know. I don't want to look like a dumb. Uh, So, yeah, Ring Fit Adventure. A lot of people kind of in our in our community mm-hmm. sort of got this at the same time, I feel like. A lot of yeah. people were talking about it, and it was just getting me more and more pumped. So I decided to get it. I needed sort of a in be- something in between... Um, doing like a seven minute app workout like on your phone yep. and T25 or Insanity which is like a little bit too much so I bit the bullet I decided to get it not really knowing what I was getting into I just looked at like one review and uh, I set it up the first day because I knew that it was going to be one of those things Like because it's an RPG you know that there's going to be some setting up you know yeah. you got to learn what the story is even though it's fairly shallow and uh, get through all that stuff before you can actually work out. And so I've – so far I've done three days uh, worth in the last five. Uh, so I set it up and then I skipped the day because we were busy. And then the last two days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday – or no, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I worked out three days.
0: Yeah, three days. You we'll um, skipped today for reasons. We'll, I did. will get yes. into. <laughs> yes, I
1: did. Uh, so I worked out for three days. And it is a workout. There are parts of me that hurt that I haven't felt hurt since I did like the original P90X. Upper body, like my ribs, the muscles that surround a lot of my uh, upper body, torso, I guess the core, what you would describe as the core. A lot of that's because you only have access to a, a, a select number of moves at the beginning and you're unlocking more as you go along. And... They're spaced out a little bit further than I thought they would be. Um, They seem to come every five levels or so. But uh, there's like 40 of them. They all do different uh, types of workouts. So you'll have like a muscular workout. You'll have a uh, core workout. You'll have a yoga workout, that type of thing. And uh, yeah, so you run along. When you start a level, you run and you physically have to run in place. And when you come up against some monsters or you have to do a boss battle. You pick what kind of exercise you want to do to attack the monsters. That's basically the game. When I got to about day 2, I was kind of like, I wonder if there's going to be any more to this than just running into monsters, randomly picking whatever I feel like doing and yeah. then fighting them. Well, it turns out that they are color that you do unlock a color coding thing pretty quickly that allows you to basically choose sets of moves that are color coded to the monsters you're fighting. So, uh, for instance, one level I picked told you, you should set, uh, blue moves, which are legs, I think. And, um, can't skip leg day. And they do not let you skip leg day. And so those will do more damage to, to blue monsters. So there's a little bit more strategy to it. There's a little bit, slightly more depth than what I was thought there was going to be. So I appreciated that. Um, now, the last boss fight I did, and the reason why I had to take a break, is I unlocked a move, a yoga move called Warrior One Pose. And if you're familiar with yoga, Warrior One, you kind of do a lunge and then you put your arms up above your head, right? So, you're very stretched out, you know? You got your arms above your head, you got your legs all stretched out, and you're, you're trying to keep your balance. Well, they want you to do something in ring fit that I've never done before, which is tilt to the left if you are if you have your left foot forward. And then you switch halfway through and then put your right leg forward and tilt to the right. Okay. And for some reason, this jacked my backups <laughs> pretty bad. Like, worse than I thought it was going to. I don't know what happened. You're getting old. That's what's happening. <laughs> yes, that's true. I mean... I felt it immediately. I was like, I'm in uh oh, I'm in trouble. It wasn't as bad as like Ah you know like a sitcom,
0: you're like and then you <laughs> lay on the couch for three days. Yes, yeah. Yeah,
1: so it wasn't that bad. I can still move. But I decided to take a break because it was bad enough that I knew I wouldn't be able to work out well anyways. So uh and then lastly, during that boss battle, that last one, there is this part where they so they introduce treadmills that go backwards and so okay. you have to run during the running sections and you have to run extra hard to get past them and uh okay when you first
0: described this in discord i thought you had to run backwards <laughs> cuz <'Cause laughs> you're like backwards Sorry. treadmill I'm like oh that's weird so they actually have you like backwards instead of running place forward you're actually doing it backwards no 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 but okay so that makes more sense now sorry
1: yes yeah, so, well it was, it's hard to describe because unless sure. you see it so there's yeah. like these treadmill conveyor belts on the actual ground that you're that your character is running on and they're going against the direction that you're running towards so you so, have to run
0: harder to get there.
1: yes yeah then it's also going uphill sure at the same that's time what they do <laughs> and it is like so far it's it's there's It's so far to go. I stopped and I lost some progress because I was running so hard that I was like, I'm going to die. And you can see it. Like I posted a picture of my heart rate and you can see my dip where I like stopped for a second and then started going. Where
0: your heart stopped for a second. Yeah,
1: Exactly. Where everything stopped and I thought I died. And cause running is not my strong suit. So no. it was just, I w I didn't know if I was going to make it, but I pushed through eventually probably another reason why I hurt myself and got there and did the, did the boss battle and, and uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun and I, I'm working out about 45 minutes total. My only real negative Sorry. is that uh, there's a lot of cut scenes and times that you have to stop and read things. So it's time to rest but it's also times that time that you're not really burning calories.
0: That's true. But I but I get that probably built in breaks more than anything. Like, yeah, the, the quantity of those things is meant for a purpose. So I, I guess so I've teetered back and forth about getting this and I actually almost got it. And then I held off a couple of reasons. Number one, like, I like the idea. I need something to motivate me. And I think this would probably work better because in the days of, um, uh we fit and you had the fitness board i did that pretty regularly when when we had that and then there was one ea had it might just even be called ea fit i think is what it was and it came with like a whole bunch of monitors you had to put on and i did that pretty regularly for a while because it just kind of motivated me to actually get up and do something so i'm like well this is a game
1: yeah exactly
0: so I feel like that would work for me but then I'm like kind of like you you got a great deal on yours. So you spent like what 30 bucks I think after all the discounts and stuff it was and was like credits?
1: 36 yeah something like that.
0: Okay so less than half of what it's going for at retail.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In my head I'm looking I'm like 80 bucks. I'm like I don't know if it's worth 80 bucks because Yes, privacy accessories, so that's the extended cost there. Is it a air quote sixty dollar game? Like stuff like right. that. Like I don't I can't bring myself to do it. I don't know. Would you say it's worth it though for somebody interested in doing it if they had to spend that full amount? Or are you in the camp of like see if you can get a deal like you did?
1: Ooh, Having played it now. That's a tough one. Uh, this is all I can say really. If you're looking at it from a gaming experience, it's definitely not worth $80. But if you're looking at it as a workout experience, I would say if you're if you really need something to get to get you started, I think it would be worth the one time cost of $80 because there are other things out there that will take your money month to month to month that will eventually cost you way more than $80. That's true that this is a nice in between. I mean, it's definitely not for fitness buffs who've already been working out for a long time. No uh, muscle right, right. builders or, or bodybuilders or anything like that. But for regular gamer, regular Joe, regular Jane people, I think that if you're serious about doing it, then yes, it is worth eighty dollars. Okay. As a game, it's okay. Like it, it it's really just the dressing to make it work.
0: It distracts you from saying I'm gonna sit here and do squats for ten minutes. <laughs> exactly. It's like, no, I'm fighting these monsters. Yes. Let's go. And you know. you're
1: gonna be doing a lot of squats. So Yes, Make I that think that booty pop. It does. I can't wait to get that booty. Uh be wearing <laughs> yoga pants all day. So yes, if you're if you're looking to work out for real, but if you're on the fence and you're just kinda like, uh, it's a new year, maybe I should start working out, then wait for a sale. Okay. Sixty dollars probably more reasonable because honestly you're getting a leg strap and Right. A plastic ring (laughs) it's not like there's any mechanical or elect well i guess that's technically mechanical but no electronics in there besides the game so that's fair that's fair
0: um i only have a couple things really um i'm still working on the review of dragon ball z Kakarot for gamesreviews.com i was going to talk about it tonight but that's when we were initially hoping to have donnie on and donnie is Uh, also playing it and enjoying it so i want to hold that conversation
1: um, plus, my review is not out yet, too, so I really don't want to give too much away, but I am playing that still. Can I ask you one question that has nothing to do with the game, really? Absolutely. Nothing to do with the game, All everything to do with the name. What is a Kakarot?
0: That's what they call Goku. Like, I think that's his alien name or his last name. I'm not really sure. But that's what Goku is called by his people. So, like, they land on Earth and, like, hey, Kakarot. And he's like, what's Kakarot? Like, even he didn't know. At, at the beginning part of this game, I can say that much. So.
1: Oh, okay. I'm going to call yeah. him Cock ca- ca- Carrot. Cock Carrot? Yeah, Cock carrot. It so. It's yeah. like Caucasian, but Cock Carrot.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm going to spend some more time with that. We'll talk about that next week. Um, I'm going to start playing Horizon Zero Dawn now. That's a big gap in my games of this generation that's wrapping up that lots of people love. And some Ooh. people say, you know, we had that huge debate, so that launched the same time as, like, Breath of the Wild. And you had to be in the camp of you either really liked Horizon or you really liked Breath of the Wild. i found very few people like them both equally.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So I'm interested to see after I play this, am
1: I going to like this better than Breath of the Wild? Because there might be a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. and it, I mean, people still talk about how good of a game it was. So. Yep. I mean, you look at Josh and
0: Kyle, both love that game, and I, I could be speaking out of turn. I don't think either one of them have even played the DLC yet. Wow. So that's a whole new experience. I have the Game of the Year edition, so mine comes with everything, so I'll be diving into that. Um, but the reason I am can dive into that is because I finally, finally wrapped up Days Gone last night, Lucas, as nice. we're recording this. I was
1: wondering if you were just going to never come back to it or if you... Were no, re- go- I wanted
0: to. Like I'm saying, I really enjoy the story in this game this game has a great i will even say like naughty dog level of storytelling now it's masked in a game that does have a lot of go here and do that then come back then go back out and go to here like there's a lot of i don't want to say fetch quests because they're not in that vein but there's a lot of going back and forth that Mm -hmm. fills in time between story beats and as chaufey said who let me borrow it he said on twitter last time when i posted it it felt like the game could have ended three times oh, and i no. and i have said that as we have going along like i thought i was coming to the end and it turns out there was this whole other part to the map well that happened again oh <laughs> that i thought I was at the end it's like oh no something happens you're still going i'm like oh man but it never was in a manner of like oh god i still it's not done yet it's always like whoa i did not see this coming all right let's go what's what's next you know oh that's good at least and the whole ending mission, like, you know, clearly, like, once you get to that point, you're like, okay, this is the end. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The last mission is super long, and it has multiple layers of gameplay styles put into it. So the game overall is, um, kind of like a survival game, because there is some crafting involved for certain weapons and traps, but it's mainly a third-person shooter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, you see, yeah, third-person, so you see the character. And you're you're shooting, and you're, so it's a lot of stealth mechanics, like that. But the last mission takes it to all different levels, where there's a lot more you need to compete with, um, and it stops being so much about the zombies as they typically know these games. And it really comes, well, the real monsters are really the people, <laughs> yeah, you know. Right. Has that kind of story, you know, typical thing that would happen, cliche, um, but it is really, really done well, and I really enjoy the story. And There was only one part that I can't really say without spoiling it. Actually, I mean, this game's super old. So, I'm going to spoil it. I don't care. Okay. Um, there's this one character. Yeah, spoilers. There's so, this is one character who interferes with your life numerous times. And he goes by the name of Schizo. So, right off the bat, you're like, this guy's a douche. Like, who is <laughs> the name him. Schizo? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, he he kind of turns on the different camps. Like, your your character's a drifter. So, your job in this post-apocalyptic world is you go from camp to camp doing odd jobs for people and to help them where they wouldn't be able to do it on their own. Like, hey, so-and-so kidnapped this person. Go get them back. Uh, Go find this resource for me. I need this type of surgical tool that's only available here, but there's all zombies. You need to go in and get it for me, and I'll pay you. That's basically his life. Well, one camp is one that he kind of got banished from a long time ago because of his personal choices that he had to go back to to save his friend. Basically, they are the only camp that had the medical facility. They had a doctor to help him with his infected arm. So this guy Schizo is a member of that camp. He's head of security, and he kind of turns on the entire camp and lends them to be attacked by another rival camp known as the Rippers, who are like an evil cult thing. No. Oh. So long story short, you take you take this cult down, you take this guy down. But the leader of the camp is like, no, we don't do things this way. Let him go. Just banish him. We don't we don't kill people in cold blood. This and that. so even this guy like screwed everybody over this guy's like no we don't this is not how we do things we don't we're not gonna kill him let him go banish him let the freakers the zombies take care of him Mm -hmm. so you let him go because of how long the story is i kind of forgot that he was even gone and he shows up again later on and screws you over yet again so i'm like at this point i want revenge like he's one of those characters that you actually grow to hate and you're like i cannot wait for the moment i face off with this guy yeah I will say Building up to that Like you got more and more Anger with him You were building up to this moment The moment where you kill him Was probably the most Unsatisfying experience In the game Period I'm like It's literally a mission It's like I mean you're fighting You have points in this part of the game Where you're taking down 300 plus zombies at once In the hordes You're fighting militia guys Who are trained military folks With better weapons Than what you have You go head to head With him finally You take down all of his guards Everything like that It's just him He's got a sniper rifle and you're in close proximity, and it basically like he's got a high power one where if he hits you like two times, you're just dead. That's it, game over. Mm-hmm. So you have to get reach him because you lost all your weapons in an explosion. So you have to reach him and kill him by hand. And your character's even like, I, I'm gonna kill you with my bare hands. Like that's literally what he says. So you have to run towards him and duck underneath things, and kind of like taunt him into shooting, and then run a little bit before he can reload and shoot again. And like you have to do it like two times, and you just reach up to him, and then your character goes to a cutscene where you just kill him. And I'm like, I didn't even get to do the killing. Yeah. Like,
1: I so wondered if the mad. game took it away from you. That, that's what's right. frustrating.
0: Right. He he ended up being the most hated person on there. And it was just kind of like a little unfulfilling there. But overall, I will say, for people who have not played it or maybe played it at launch and then gave up on it because of issues it had like super long load times, um, I guess there were certain mechanics in it that were a lot harder. I've told other people who played the game before that still had it to go back to it and check it out. And multiple people said, oh, my God, this experience is way better. So if you gave it a shot and didn't do it, I encourage you to go back and do it. It is one of the best games uh, Sony's had as an exclusive on their console, hands down, worth playing. Go get Days Gone. Give it a shot. Tell them Kevin sent you. Yeah. You'll get some free camp credits. (laughs) So that's it for me. Cool. We talked a lot about what we've been playing, so it's time to hear from you folks. It's time to check out the messages. Message for you, sir. So I did things a little bit different this week, Lucas. Okay. I didn't put the call to arms for people. I actually called out specific people and said, "Hey, I want questions from these people." Oh, wow. And, and they all answered. That's amazing. That's 100%. Right. And exactly. And we even got somebody else submit a question that we didn't ask for, and I'm going to use it. So we we were over 100%. We got extra credit. That's what happened. Wow. Yeah. I love extra credit. I mean, who doesn't? So let's jump right in. Chalfy was the first one to answer the call. I called him out. He said, looking back at the life of the PS4 and Xbox One, is there a game that you feel you need to give another chance or even play for the first time? So I'm also going to include, let's say there's games, Lucas, that were on those consoles that you couldn't play on PC. Yeah. Is there any ones that you'd want to play for the first time that you feel like, man, I really wish I had gotten my chance to play this game?
1: Everything on the PS4. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't feel as like that way about the xbox one but the ps4 has a lot of exclusives that i'm just like oh come on but if i had to pick one uh let's i guess it would be the last of us remastered right
0: yeah yeah that's so, a good call. yeah
1: that that's the one that almost saw me buying a ps3 uh yeah at the time and then i heard about the remastered and i was like okay maybe i'll just hold off so yeah Definitely. I need to play The Last of Us. It needs yeah, to do. happen eventually.
0: Yeah, you do. There's some rumors. There's some rumors Sony's going to start letting some stuff go to PC. So
1: uh, Even you if it's see. just on their Sony now or, or PlayStation now or whatever it's called. Oh, it is. A, it, well, it was on PlayStation now. I think it still is. It might be. The problem, so. I think I've talked about that, but the problem is you need a PlayStation controller. And if you don't have a console, why would you have a PlayStation? i got to run out and buy it and then... You know. Which
0: is like 60 bucks for yeah, a controller. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, I don't blame you. Okay, that's fair. Um, for me, it's one we talked about before that I still haven't given a chance to go back on. I only played it very briefly. It's Witcher 3, I think. I still need to get oh, back yes. to that and, and play that. We keep talking about it, but something keeps popping up, and I'm like... Well, I'd rather play this now. It's like now I have Horizon Zero Dawn. It's like, well, I'm not gonna go play The Witcher. I can play, her, you know, that later. Like yeah. I just keep pushing it off. But that is one I do want to give another chance. Really, and essentially, it's really play it for the first time because I think I played less than five hours of that game. So it's really not. <sighs> That's know, like right happening.
1: when it gets really interesting too. With that that um that guy, the keep the guy in the keep yeah. and yep. his whole family and everything. Oh, yeah,
0: it's good so. stuff that'll hopefully be what i do so thank you Chalfie, for answering the call that i demanded you do in the first place second one mr jason lacy you might have heard of lucas i'm not sure Mm. his question when will lucas review neocab so for those of you who aren't familiar um back when psvg did more reviews on the regular uh, i actually did get lucas a code for neocab you did and, and I was, was looking forward I to this game.
1: I, you, were. It, you were. You were excited
0: to be like, hey, I'll do this one.
1: Yeah. I. It was, um, I think it was shown during a Nintendo Direct or something. I believe so. I don't remember. Yeah. But I was literally the only person who thought it looked interesting. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was like, snooze. Um, so I have played some of it, but I'm holding off until I play more. The problem is, is that it's basically like reading a book. It's, it's kind of a choose-your-own-adventure. There are some things that you do. You you get to select where you go, some of the people that you pick up. But overall, you just have to be really in the mood for reading. And if I'm sitting yeah. at my computer, it's probably because I don't feel like reading that much. Exactly. Otherwise, I just read a book. So right. I play it here and there. It's It's kind of like the Red Strings Club. It's very similar sure. in the sense that I need to sit down and read everything. So I love reading. It's just there are definitely games out there that I would like to play more. And so Jason has said, this is his new meme. And now he's just going to going to tell me that I'm not playing. Anytime I talk about anything, he'll say, oh, not that's not your cab. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. I'm sure if we really wanted to, I'm sure I could dig back into the archives of ps and find something I gave to Jason that he never reviewed. Yes. So it, it would just take some time to, to go that far back, but
1: we don't have that kind
0: of time. Nah, I could be reading if I had that kind of time. <laughs> Um, last one was Sean Capri, and I was almost ready to call Sean Capri out because he liked the tweet. Hours go by, and he never actually sent any questions in. And I was like, man, I Ooh. guess I should have written that tweet in Canadian. Maybe you would have understood it. But he came back with the fury and gave us three questions. So, I'm gonna start at the back, the tail end. Okay. What is the meaning of life? Forty two. That's fair i it's the one and know, only answer really that that makes perfect sense um why is chris pratt overrated he's not first <laughs> oh my one. god that's exactly what i was gonna say <laughs> i'm like um totally not have you seen him in anything sean like just throw it out there
1: i could see why people would be annoyed because he's kind of turning into the guy that you go for for any slightly comedic role it seems like but he's done other things he was in passengers that wasn't really that funny the dude can act, man.
0: Yeah, it's true. That's what I mean. Like, I don't think I've seen him in anything yet that I'm like, well, "This is lame." Like, I really don't think I, I have to be
1: honest. Yeah, he can do super funny comedy. a la right. Parks and Rec. He can yep. be a super. He can just be super. a la uh, Star Lord. Still funny, but not you know, dialed it back a little bit. Or he can be dramatic. In right. passenger I think and passengers and other things. I'm gonna
0: go. I'm gonna go to IMDb here and see if there's something I saw that I was like, Meh. Um, Maybe early in his career. I mean, oh, so the Lego movies. Even in the Lego movies, I enjoy oh, him. yeah, that that's it?
1: right. Yeah, he was like. It. So you have that. You have... Jeez. I, I don't mean, think he's, he's overrated. I think you're underrating him.
0: It's true. I mean, it he, he looks like he was in some bad movies, though. He was in Jennifer's Body. Uh, Bride Wars.
1: Right,
0: force. Early in his career, yeah. Like, see, that's, it's what, he, that's early. what he'd done. You
1: gotta. He was
0: in Wanted. I didn't even know he was in Wanted. <laughs> oh man, um, Money Ball. He was in Money Ball, but yeah. I mean, his big thing was Parks and Rec, is really when it when it kind of took off from there. But Zero Dark Thirty. Oh God, he was in the OC. <laughs> yep, yep. But yeah, I think overall, I think for the most part, he has a lot more wins than he has losses. Oh wait, Gem and the Holograms oh okay that's probably the one you found one? that might be the one he was in *Gem and the Holograms the live action remake from 2015
1: <laughs> oh, I don't even know what that is you don't know what Gem is? I don't think so
0: oh my god it was an 80's like doll that was like Barbie but she would she was a, a like a musician okay and she would gain magical powers from like transforming while she sang or some garbage as we all do Right. But, I mean, he did that after in a post-Jurassic World, in a post-LEGO movie, in a post-Parks and Rec, and a post-Guardians of the Galaxy World. He took on that. <laughs> that That's poor decision-making, somebody there.
1: Was it voice acting? No, live action, you said.
0: It's live action, oh. so I don't think so. I didn't see the movie, but I, I everybody was live, as far as I know. He
1: probably had some bill to pay or something. <laughs>
0: that's true. He owed, he owed somebody a favor. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, overall, Sean, he's not... He's not overrated. Um, Last one is when is Jace going to be the third host of PSVG Prime? I mean, we couldn't even get Jace to shout cast the Smash tournament back in the day where he was just going to get to make fun of people with Donnie. (laughs) I, I don't see him committing down to be a third host of Prime. Plus, if you're familiar with Jace at all, he's super busy with that podcast he does that is not released to anybody and it's a super secret thing so i mean he's recording more episodes than delvin cox is so he has zero time to actually take on another show i mean he puts you and bobby to shame like he's just doing way too much so yeah sorry it's not gonna happen i don't think so yeah
1: um i gotta i gotta run upstairs really quick i'm sorry no problem i'll I'll start addressing
0: the next question okay grouchy okay so take your time so the last question that came in is from Grouchy Surge uh, at Backlog Blues on Twitter best cheeses for a grilled cheese sandwich and best beer to wash it down with on a chilly 58 degree winter night versus an 87 degree summer evening so that's actually a super complicated question so I'm going to leave the beer stuff to Lucas let's be honest, he's going to be the authority there and I will tackle the cheeses so I'm going to give you two, two here Grouchy One is my winter choice, one is my summer choice. Winter choice. It's going to be a blend. Grilled cheese sandwich with Gruyere cheese, Provolone, and then either a mild cheddar, or if you have it, a Harvati cheese. That gives you a great depth of flavors there with different textures of the cheese, different melting temperatures, and different funk, if you get what I'm putting down there. Secondly, is going to be the summer one. This one's going to be a little bit harder to do for some people to find it. But a manchego grilled cheese. So if you're not familiar with manchego cheese, you are missing out, my friend. It is a Latin American style cheese. Um, what you do with that one, it's going to be a little bit different. So instead of your typical white bread or anything like that, that you would use for my other grilled cheese. This one, you want a baguette. you cut it in half, obviously, clearly. You take manchego cheese but you're actually going to grate it you can't just put like chunks of it or slices of it it's going to be grated you use a stick of butter and you combine it with some honey, and you basically make a honey butter to butter the bread with when you toast it because you know you got to put butter in your grilled cheese bread anyway so you put honey butter on the manchego one grill that up top it with the cheese make a sandwich boom you're good to go um best way to do it too little pro tip here for people that do grilled cheese don't pre-toast the bread ahead of time don't just put it in the pan and let it be you actually get a brick from your home depot or lowe's in your in this case Grouchy, and you actually wrap the brick in aluminum foil and use it to weigh down your grilled cheese that's for a couple reasons that'll get the toast uh the toast on the bread nice and even across the board but it will also kind of compress the cheese down so that it gives you an even melt because if you just pile the cheese on you toast it on there it's not going to melt evenly and kind of spread through you might have it melted on the bottom not melted on the top you go to flip it and it just goes everywhere the brick will allow it to smush down get that even melt so then you flip the sandwich back over toast the other side put the brick on top again you're good to go it gives you a nice even disperse disbursement of the cheese um that gives you a great funk so manchego grilled cheese with honey butter on a baguette or just your traditional white bread butter bread with gruyere provolone and harvati cheese if you can't do harvati that's fine do mild cheddar you're good to go those on my picks for grilled cheeses now we wait for lucas to come back hopefully with the beer question so yeah we're just gonna just gonna stall here folks I talked about grilled cheese for about 10 minutes.
1: <laughs> That's not enough time <laughs> to talk about grilled cheese.
0: No, no. So oh. it's a, to recap here, now Lucas is back, which I'll edit out the extremely long, awkward pause after I <laughs> found ways to, to not be able to continue talking about grilled cheese sandwiches. He asked, uh, best cheeses for a grilled cheese sandwich and best beer to wash it down with on a chilly 58-degree winter night versus an 87-summer evening. I only answered grilled cheese because I figured I know my cheese. And you know mm-hmm. your beer. So I figured the cheese recommendation would come from me. The beer would come from you. That works. So I don't know if you want to tackle it as in you need to think about the cheese to pair it with. Or you think about the temperature for the beer. Because in my mind, I think about what temperature, whether it is about beer yes. selection, not necessarily what I'm eating.
1: So Yes. That's a good point. I mean, a grilled cheese would be hard to pair with. Because right. typically you'd want something light. Because that cheese is pretty heavy. You know, maybe an IPA or something. Or at least a Pilsner. But if you're talking 58 degrees, we need a stout up in here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, if I if I'm gonna go basic, then I'd probably something that anybody can get. I believe you can get it anywhere in the United States. I would probably do a uh, Dirty Bastard from uh, mm. Founders. That yep. that was my go-to for the longest time. It's a Scotch ale, um, a wee heavy. Sometimes they call them good stuff. Good stuff. I, I really like it. A uh, good winter warmer that you can get any time. You know, nothing nothing special. You know, when we did Battle of the Beer, it was always some right. beer that you, you can only get for a small amount of time or something. So that is always available. So what about the summer choice then? So 87 degrees now. Oh. What would be your pick? Oh, okay. Um... Well, I am kind of – I'm kind of – during that time, I usually like a um, uh, a Belgian ale. Sorry. It was escaping okay. me. Uh, yeah. Made by the monks. I like that uh, – it's a light beer. It's always light, but sometimes it can taste like banana or clove or something like that. And so I wouldn't necessarily go for the uh, typical – bud light (laughs) you know what i mean like the wateriest beer ever bud lattes so you know 87 degrees bananas it kind of works right yeah i'm done with that done with that so thank
0: you grouchy for that question um that wraps up the questions for this week so i don't i don't know this might be a new thing where i randomly pick on people and see what they come up with
1: I kind of like or, that idea. I might have yeah, to steal so I think, it, honestly.
0: I think I'm going to continue that. We will still, of course, take anybody's questions like, just like Grouchy did. But just in case, I'm going to be calling out probably three people a week to say, hey, you, give us a question. So be prepared, folks. You could be next. But it's been a week, so it's time to talk about the news of the week. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. <laughs> I will go first. So, Capcom leak may point to a Dino Crisis remake, oh,
1: finally. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That would be so, amazing. I think somebody asked, and I responded. It's been asked Dino, a couple times Dino
0: before, crisis. and then this news dropped, and um, Paul Calico uh, had posted it in the Discord, and I was like, wow, this is perfect for us to talk about tonight, because Yes, That's, just this great. This makes me happier than I would have expected.
1: If yep. true. If true.
0: Right, exactly. So, just last month, Capcom renewed the trademark for Dino Crisis, giving fans hope that the dinosaur-themed Survivor Horror franchise would be making a comeback. Nothing official has been announced to date, but a new rumor now has people thinking that Capcom really is moving forward. So, a rumor stems from aesthetic Gamer, a Twitter user who has accurately leaked in the past Capcom news about Resident Evil. Um, he revealed that development of Resident Evil 8 was rebooted. A new Resident Evil game is set to launch in 2021 he um, also um, teased that Capcom is planning to reboot some of his other games in the same vein as Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes using the RE engine, and that reboot should be pretty soon. Wow. So, because it's survival horror, as is Resident Evil, it would make sense if they're doing a different franchise in that same vein. This is the most fitting one that Capcom currently has to use that engine. And I think in that engine, would be incredible. Like, imagine playing... Dino Crisis and like the way you play the Resident Evil 2 remake.
1: Oh my gosh, those dinosaurs would look amazing. Yep. It's yep. it's tough though. Whenever a company renews a, a trademark, it's tough for the company because it just means they want to. Sometimes it just means they want to hold on to it so nobody else gets it. Exactly. So exactly, and
0: it's just, and it's this is really just that air quotes credible leaker who typically gets Capcom stuff right, and it has since Resident Evil seven, eight genre, the remakes one and two, uh, for two and three, rather he's predict all these. And now he's saying it's going to be other, other franchises using the same engine. I don't, I can't really think of something else that they would use the same engine for other than Dino crisis. It
1: could be a whole new game too. It could be that, but this article uh, also uh, says possibility is Onamusha. Have you ever played an Onamusha game? <sighs> I believe so. I played it's one been a, a long time yeah.
0: ago. It's been a long time, and I... I don't know if that, that...
1: I don't think that would generate the same buzz. No. Well, they didn't come... I was going to say, there was an Onamushi game, Warlords. It came out on Xbox One, and yeah. it didn't do very well. Right. So I, I don't think it would be that, unless they were just trying
0: to target maybe the Japanese market it might have done better, but yeah, you're right. And Warlords came out on Switch, too, so it's like... That's super still been you know retouched recently so i don't think they'd be going
1: back to that well again that quick i think a dino crisis makes more sense for me at least i'm going full team dino crisis it's happening i'm already planning my budget around it
0: there you go (laughs) done it's happening it'll be released next year because capcom's been doing like one a year lately
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'll take it apparently yeah i'd buy
0: that for a dollar or more um yeah, that's all really I really had. Just some good news, I think, for once for us on some potential uh, games coming out that haven't been announced yet.
1: Nice. So, uh, what you got? Uh, kind of along the same vein here, Mortal Kombat 11 is going to see Joker as a uh, DLC character, I believe. Yep. And there are some people who think that he, their NetherRealm basically inserted a, uh, a hint, if you will, that uh there may be an injustice 3 in the in the works here. So what happens is during the during his reveal trailer, you know how the game when the the fighters come in, they kind of taunt each other or something. Yep. So there's always that little chat in between. So he says only two of us that's in that's an injustice what we could do with a third. And no, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna do try a Joker voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true.
0: Like this makes sense. And then plus, Ed Boon shortly after tweeted to throw a fire onto it that the Joker dialogue is not hinting at anything related to Injustice. Any reference is purely coincidental. <laughs> oh sure. Like he's yeah, him of all people. It's like no, that I feel like that was totally deliberate. And it makes sense. So You look at they kind of bounce back and forth between the two franchises now, uh, going back and forth to Mortal Kombat and Justice this Mortal Kombat joker is the last dlc character to come out for it they're done now the game is air quotes complete Mm -hmm. so all they would be doing after this is they'd probably be releasing a version that has all the dlc characters included yep you know probably by the holiday season i think is typically what they would normally do they
1: called it xl last time so exactly they're gonna do something (laughs) similar right they're
0: gonna do something similar there most likely and then they probably started development on whatever their next thing is already at this point. And in my mind, it makes sense. Like, Injustice 2 was super well-received. People really, really liked it. I mean, I was a fan of the first one, but 2 was way better, and it's along the lines of what oh, Mortal Kombat is doing that now. That
1: excites me. I still have to play it.
0: Right. So if they bring 3, it's always had a great story, which we find funny that we talk about the story in a
1: fighting game, but they, they do a good job with it. So They have a formula that works. Yep. I'd be all for it. And it makes more sense from uh, like a pure mechanics of it, because if they've already made Injustice 1 and 2, it takes less work for them to continue something that they've already been working on. And they've been in the news for their crunch periods and stuff. So Mm -hmm. you would think they probably want to get something out that would be a bit easier to work on. Like, I mean, they've been working on Mortal Kombat for a while. And if they already have crunch periods... They should never try a new A new IP Otherwise they'll be working on it for like 10 years We can't yeah. have that Right So
0: This one, this one's hot news Came out today Oh. Have you ever thought Lucas Being a stay at home dad I would like to play a claw machine From the comfort of my own home But have that claw machine be in Japan when haven't i thought that quite honestly that's what th- that's what i'm talking about so sega catcher online a freemium title for ios and android launched in the u.s today and it's exactly what you think it is players trying for one of dozens of prizes are taken to a video feed of a ufo catcher machine <laughs> aka claw machine in the u.s somewhere in japan they can manipulate a claw you know you're forward and then left or right just like you would in a real claw machine okay that tries to snag a plushie Or a token or a gift card representing another prize. Prizes won in-game are delivered to the player's door free of charge. Oh, wow. Now, this debuted in Japan three years ago. And a version of the game launched in the U.S. on Windows PC and Mac back in December. Supposedly it's a real thing. This just seems really, really weird to me.
1: I think it is an amazing thing that is going to make them a lot of money i really do i mean it's a certain audience right you know your grandma's not going to be well most grandmas aren't going to mm. be doing this but i mean there are probably a lot of people who will spend a little bit here a little bit there, there i mean there's plush kirby's in there who doesn't right. want a plush kirby japan gets exactly. all the cool stuff you can
0: get up to one delivery per week for free you can have more frequent deliveries can be bought using in-game currency um, which also buys trips to go to one of their claw machines. There's a free practice machine for people who want to just practice the controls. Oh, that's um, that's that's more than they need to do. Uh, really? That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, that kind of seems kind of nuts. Um, for what a spin on the machine costs, they run between 100 and 200 Sega points. 130 of them run at about $1.99, with larger amounts available at discounts that's if you a buy more than really, 130 spins.
1: That's a really weird... Uh, uh, exchange rate right there
0: yeah it's, it's really odd but you can also win free currency for things like logging in regularly getting like daily rewards linking your phone number and do other engagement type tasks you know like take the survey watch this video you get some free spins ah, chances at it too so mobile. that's where the freemium comes in where yeah you could purchase or technically you can probably do it by free it's just gonna take you a long time and you know just because you get a chance at it doesn't mean you're actually gonna win something either so
1: if you're lucky maybe somebody in japan will sneeze on your item before they ship it out and you'll get the coronavirus i thought they'll just wear that mask all the time though that's true well see now it's hard to tell if they're sick or if they're just trying to emulate a k-pop group or, or whatever it's a fashion or, or if they're just
0: trying to prevent getting sick from somebody else i always find that whole practice to be very confusing like i don't know how to react like are you afraid that i'm sick or should i be afraid that you're sick that's i true. feel like i need to know as a person like
1: well, it's a white mask. You get a marker and you just say, I'm, s-. they print the off with, with checks, check boxes, either I'm sick or I'm not sick. And you just check yeah. one before you put it on.
0: Like if you're walking around with SARS and you're wearing that paper mask, I still won't feel comfortable. I'm sorry. And I, des- I feel I deserve to know. <laughs> um, but to be back on topic, I mean, these crane things are huge in Japan. Like they have arcades set up with just hundreds of these things. Like this is yeah. a, a gambling craze. You know, we have poker lounges. They do this. <laughs> this is their thing. This is their form of gambling there. Um, so it's funny to see it come to the thing. I may check it out. I may check it out to report back into it next week how it is and how likely it is to get something for free. Yeah, that's, title. that's Maybe I'll do
1: that. what I'm wondering. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. That's my homework
0: assignment for next week,
1: though. Nice. Nice. Cool. What else you got? Uh, Ninja Theory. So they've announced they're the ones behind um, – Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, Mm -hmm. and of course they've announced uh, Senua's Sacrifice 2, or Hellblade 2, whatever. Apparently, they have another game in the works that aims to, quote, recreate the horrors of the mind. Now, I watched their little video here, and you don't really get to see much until, like, the Mm -hmm. six minute mark or something like that. But basically, they, they now are deciding that most of what they're going to do kind of Wrote, um, kind of is around this idea that they're going to use video games as a way to make art that will change you forever. Like after you play something be like wow that left a mark on me. Um, so I guess they're looking to basically make these types of games that are kind of outside the box slightly. You know they're in mm-hmm. genre but not exactly like what you're used to. So uh, this new one, this this um, Mara's, uh, what was it called? Gosh darn it! I already forgot the name. Project Mara. Yes. So this, from what I heard in the video, it takes place in one building with one character, and yet somehow it will recreate the horrors of the mind, basically. Possibly a PT-like experience. I'm mm. wondering uh there's not much more known about it this this kind of just goes along to talk about what they've done in the past i think but um yeah i don't know it's kind of exciting to me because uh you know uh, hellblade 2 is all uh, is fine whatever we kind of talked about yeah. that being weird as a as a, like an exclusive that you'd be like oh you know let's launch can't wait this. to get my xbox one x to play that yeah exactly but if they keep doing these interesting projects or whatever. Yes. I don't know. It could be cool.
0: I agree. I agree. This This looks much more appealing to me than, than Hellblade was in the first place. And not even thinking about a sequel. Like, either one of those. This seems ten times more up my alley that I'd be more interested to see as an experimental type game. Because one of the things I will say, like, that Hellblade did that I thought was interesting was kind of deal with the issues of you know mental health and wellness like kind of made you almost feel like your character was legitimately going insane now it got annoying for me Mm -hmm. having to listen to the whispers all the time for no you know real reason um i think if you put yourself as okay now i'm not playing as this character but i am this character that would give it a different feel and you could still just mess with the mind but instead of it being like this character is getting screwed up it's more like i don't know what's going on anymore because of x y and z in this game so i like that idea a lot better
1: yeah, I think it'll be cool. The setting—it's it, also kind of hard to get into Hellblade if you're not into like that Viking setting and everything. You're just like, there's a lot here to process. What's going on? Yeah. So yeah, yeah I think it looks pretty promising. I wonder what else they'll do with with this mindset. Basically,
0: hmm. interesting. Um, Apex Legends is nearing its one year anniversary. Hard to believe the game's only been out for a year, considering how much everybody, especially this show, talks about it. Um, Respawn Entertainment revealed the first details for Season 4, which will coincide with their anniversary event. Um, showed uh, some of the upcoming changes, a new weapon, and a preview of Apex Legends' newest legend. Um, the new character kind of debuts every season, so the new character is going to be Forge who is described as an up-and-close personal brawler, was a former MMA champion, and it seems that his abilities will focus on letting you get close to enemies and handle things with your fists rather than a gun. Oh. Which is very unlike Apex. But every, I will say, every character truly plays differently, so I, I can see, I guess, how this would still somehow fit some way. It's just when I think about it, I'm like, how would you ever let somebody get that close to you to be like punching in that game is very rare like it <laughs> happens but it's only like when nobody has a weapon you just run up and try and punch somebody out yeah i don't see it happening more than three minutes into the game once everyone has weapons it's not normally normally practical but if he has some sort of shield or something he can get close to you and then pound you i guess it makes sense but interesting um, yeah yeah so they're they're making changes to the map as they said too they're going to continue using the same map that they debuted last season but they said there will be changes to it um due to the hammond robotics who's actually the um, in-game sponsor of Forge, this new character. So they act as sponsor of this guy. Now Hammond Robotics for people who don't know uh, it's been mentioned a little bit in Apex Legends but not much but it's well known within Titanfall. Uh, it's the arms and manufacturer that produces the Titans in Titanfall is Hammond Robotics. Oh, so that's cool. They're, they're kind of bringing in the, the more lore from Titanfall into the Apex universe, which they've already acknowledged right from the start. It's in the same universe anyway, but now they're adding a little bit more to build that lore behind the story probably of what Apex Legends is. Um, they revealed Sentinel, which is the new sniper rifle for Season 4. Didn't get into it too much. Basically said it's going to be a bolt action, so it's going to be very slow. However, it's going to be more powerful than any sniper rifle that's already in the game. Hmm. And it also will apparently have a charged firing mode that lets players set up for high-risk shots to deal even more damage, but then you probably can't like, use that gun for a set period of time or whatever. Didn't really get into it too much. Most of the other changes we see are done into the ranked mode, which I don't delve in that much, where the first half of the season is going to be done on the new map. And the second half of the competitive ranked mode will be on the old map from the original game like that launched with the game. So they kind of split up that ranked mode into different maps, which is a new uh, cool twist there, too. Um, and other things will happen throughout the season, as always does. But that's kind of all they announced setting up for the one-year anniversary. So that season will launch February 4th, which coincides with the date of its first anniversary. Nice. New character. So they only do one
1: every season, huh?
0: Yeah, they've done one every season because it launched with everybody. Then they added Octane. Then they added, um, shoot, what's her name? Oh, the girl that does the spark stuff. I never, I never use her. That's why. And then Jordan they added Sparks, in. Um, I think it's her name. Yes, Jordan Sparks. It was definitely Jordan Sparks. Um, and then they added in Crypto last season. So season four would be the fourth new legend crypto, added to the does game. Does he
1: fight with cryptocurrency? No, but he
0: hacks things. So he, he has like a drone, and he can hack uh, players. Gotcha. With the drone, Data so. mining.
1: Um, yeah. I feel like this character is going to annoy everybody with the melee.
0: Um. Yeah, I think so too. Like I said, it's going to be totally different because you don't focus on melee at all. Yeah, um, it's not like Halo so where it, everyone
1: just runs around trying to pistol whip people or whatever. Exactly.
0: Or even Fortnite, you have the so that makes the gameplay. Like oh, Apex, yeah. you literally just punch people if you don't have a weapon. That's it. And I'm looking up this other character's name because it's going to annoy me if I don't say who it is. Oh my god, what's her name? I of course can't find her in the list. Jordan Sparks. <laughs> is that who you're looking Jordan for? Jordan Sparks. Watson, that's what, what it is. Watson. Oh. Watson. W A T T S O N because she uses like electrical, course, stuff. Of course.
1: Yeah. Naturally. Cool. Uh, so for my last thing, my last news article Valve is confident that Half-Life Alex will not be delayed. I thought this was particularly mm. interesting considering how many delays we've had recently. Um, a team of Valve developers, including Robin Walker and Eric Woolpaw Wolpaw, answered questions today during during or today being yesterday from when this is recorded. During an AMA on Reddit, so I mean, it's not like it's saying we're, we're it's not going to be delayed, but I don't know. I feel like Valve is pretty. Um, I, I guess I don't know what their track record for delaying things are, but I,
0: I yeah, they typically don't announce something until it's like only pretty good to go. Like I feel like I don't remember them having a track record of like, hey, Portal Two is really delayed. Like it, it was just like it was announced and it came out like. I don't
1: know. Yeah. Uh, some interesting things from the AMA. Well, right now we're primarily polishing and fixing bugs, which is where we'd hope to be at this point in development cycle. So yeah, they're, they're pretty well along. We're confident we'll hit our intended release. Uh, but then also goes on to say, we really wanted to focus on simultaneous two handed play throughout the game. So we needed the player to always be able to easily have a free hand. Uh, we keep that hand pretty busy with gravity gloves movement world interactions flashlight and so on so that explains why there was so many during the trailer why you're like moving paint cans around and all this other stuff so yeah there's some other stuff uh if you go on Reddit, you can probably find the ama but uh they go on to talk a little bit about how the game is actually going to work from a mechanics perspective but uh yeah I think I thought that was kind of an interesting, bold strategy to come out and be like, Oh yeah, we're pretty confident we're not gonna have to delay like these other games. you know what I mean? It got them a an article, so hmm what do you think Interesting.
0: i I'm extremely interested in this game to see how it's received. Cause, I mean we've talked about it on the show before, like this is potentially the first real vr killer app basically exactly like, this is the one like hey i will get a you know vr to play this game like that's kind of where it's being set up as now will it hit that i mean we don't know it remains to be seen but i mean valve has a good track record with their games when they come out like yeah. yeah they don't do a ton but they all do well so well
1: and half-life is a name that has a lot of history behind it people have been waiting for half-life
0: right and so yeah i mean you have a little bit disadvantage there well can it live up to the expectation now 'Cause it's been so long. True. But I think I think it's gonna be really good. I I feel confident that they won't delay it as well because like I said, I, I don't recall of a time where they announced something and it was ever pushed back. But yes, we see that happen more nowadays than we did five, ten years ago. Like we didn't really hear about delays or anything like that. Stuff so stuff weren't wasn't announced until it was for sure coming out, you know, within a year or so. Like you never heard about games two, three years in advance, so I feel like Valve is still stuck in that time where they weren't gonna announce it until it was, you know, almost ready to go.
1: So. Oh, Half-Life 2 was delayed. <laughs> um, Couldn't look that up five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, no, before before we both made fools out of ourselves. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean,
0: everything else is delayed, so I wouldn't be surprised. But I feel like they'd be good and would have already said it was going to be delayed, like, at this point.
1: Yeah, maybe they learned their lessons. I don't know. They, Valve have come a long way. I mean, they're releasing a VR game, for God's sakes. Right. Like. Yeah, they're pretty confident in all things that they do. So, yeah, hopefully it won't be delayed, and and we'll get it. Uh, I don't, has it, I don't think it's even been announced when it's supposed to release, has it?
0: Usually, thought it, it was this year. I don't think it gave us any yeah, more details. I was gonna
1: say, I guess it's easy to say that if you haven't not, not, like said exactly. That's true. What yeah,
0: it's like we didn't, we didn't give a date, but I, we promised it won't be delayed. Well, you haven't told us when it would be, so <laughs> it probably could be delayed. We wouldn't know. Uh, I'm looking
1: um, at the end of the article, and it doesn't say so.
0: Yeah, I think it was just announced this year. I don't think they set a a date or a time frame, per se. Um, Double check. While you look up to see if you find more additional details.
1: March 2020. Oh, wow. So pretty close. That's sooner than I thought. Yeah. Uh, You can play Half-Life Alex in March 2020, although no exact release date has been set yet. The reason why I thought there was one was because um, I remember that article about how you can play half-life games for free up until a certain time oh that's right and i was like okay that means that that probably does
0: yeah that makes sense there you go so i mean i think if it's this close i think they would have said it's gonna be delayed at this point you really i mean game companies do whatever they want but i think it's like okay it's a little over 30 days out from release potentially you're gonna say if it's delayed by now you're (laughs) not gonna wait till like stores are expecting to see it in their inventory come in it's like no, sorry, it's not there. We're going to delay it a week before it comes out. Like that wouldn't happen. So, right. I think they're kind of up against a window to have it be greenlit or no, no go kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And plus, I mean, it's PC software, even though it's VR. So, I mean, you know, there's going to be updates, there's going to be patches, going to be quality of life improvements and stuff too. So, if it's not a hundred percent, you kind of get a little bit more of a pass on PC because you know it will get better. Yeah. One way or another. Yep. Um. So last story I have here, I thought this one was interesting. Cause it's something a little bit different than what you'd normally hear about other podcasts. And there's this startup company um, called the interactive labs back in 2018, they did something that's never been done before with video games. And they asked the food and drug administration if they could market a video game that physicians would prescribe to kids with ADHD. Now oh. as a parent now, and I'm sure you can attest to it a little bit because of what your wife does there adhd or add and whatnot that's like diagnosed constantly with kids though. Yeah, like every kid has add which is like you know whatever but this company has tested this game numerous times and saw that in certain cases or certain like markers for adhd it actually improved these kids month over month playing this game focus in on something you know take that energy and put it towards something else and move forward But a year and a half later, if this was announced, the greenlit hasn't come from the FDA to say, yes, you can market this to physicians. Um, The company wouldn't say whether the agency has asked it to make changes, do a new study like it wasn't adequate enough information. Or, you know, it's a reflection of the complexity of evaluating something that's never been done this way. Like typically they just look at stuff like, here's this drug. Is it safe? Do you have evidence it makes improvements? This is something a little bit different. It's more of a behavioral thing. Right. So it might be a little bit harder to gauge and say, okay, yes, we prescribe this as an activity. It's not like physical therapy. It's a little bit different. Um, but the CEO has told the company they have an ongoing discussion with regulators. He believes that their studies are good and that the data is solid to come forward. But he, he is a little disappointed that they hadn't gotten the green, lit, green light already. Because realistically, if if a doctor prescribes this, if a doctor thinks that this may benefit a certain kid or adult for that matter, that, that suffers from this, there's not going to be any negative side effects here. So I'm really surprised the FDA wasn't comfortable enough to say, yeah, let's give it a shot and let's let's get some more case studies and this a little bit more. Yeah. Because it's not like you put out a drug that causes, you know, anal leakage or, you know, <laughs> nonstop vomiting due to this drug coming out. Right. This is like, worst case scenario, it doesn't work. <laughs> like, okay, move on. But I feel like as as a parent and, and seeing things like, My own sister, who was diagnosed very early on when this really wasn't even a thing. This is a little more common like, Asperger's and autism. She was the first person in my state officially diagnosed with Asperger's. So, like, a lot of stuff my parents and I went through with her growing up. I mean, she's going to be 30 now, two months. Um, It was, like, a whole new experience. Like, here's these drugs that haven't been fully tested. Like, this is brand new. Try this thing. Try that. My parents' always first intention was, like, well, is there something natural we can do or an alternative we can do before just being like, here's a drug? Yeah. Here, here's, a, here's a depressant or whatever it is, like to, to have you manage this stuff. You know, here's some Ritalin or something like that. Like it's mm-hmm. things like that just doesn't make, you know, as a parent, I'd want these alternative options out there in the market. And this is potentially something that we could see some good come from a video game from once, which is never really talked about. You know, the, the gamers' defense for why video games are good for you is like, well, it gives us great hand-eye
1: coordination. <laughs> but Yeah.
0: Which, which, I can attest this true for me, but then you have people like Caroline who says hers is horrible, but she plays games too. So it's like I guess it depends on the person. I would want this as a, as an option if it could potentially do something before just giving my kid a drug. Personally, as a parent,
1: yeah, I agree. I mean, it is hard to train your brain out of the idea that video games are a distraction and could be used for. I mean, just just when you're a parent, like. As a kid, when you were a kid, you know that your parents yelled at you for sitting too close to the TV, playing video games for too long, not going outside, et cetera, et cetera. So even for me, it is hard to think of it as a medicine. But if it has the data behind it, and it sounds like that's probably the reason why they're trying to get the FDA to mm-hmm. to sign off on it. Because you get lots of things that say the FDA has not uh, you know, looked through this or yeah. approved it or whatever. And so, I don't think this would be as useful to anybody if it didn't have that FDA approved um, sticker or whatever. Um, yeah, no, I'm with thumbs you. Thumbs up because it, of the nature of what it is. You know, it isn't yeah. a prescription drug, it's a prescription video game. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are not going to take it seriously unless the Federal Drug Administration, Food and Federal.
0: Food and Drug Administration. Yeah, I knew
1: it was something in there. Sorry, it's really late right now. I think, right? Now you have me second guessing. Food and Drug Administration. Yeah, Food and Drug. Federal Department of Agriculture Administration (laughs) (laughs) looks into it and uh, gives the okay. And then people will actually take it somewhat more serious, I I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, they've done different tests where the kids were on medication and kids who weren't on medication, that all diagnosed with ADHD. They did examples And they just said, you know, it's not; it wouldn't be prescribed to every kid. Like, hey, you have ADHD. Here's this game. It's they look for certain markers and certain person, yeah, personality traits to say, hey, we think this would make you benefit. But they said a large percentage of the kids would have better behavioral after playing it for a month of playing this game and focusing on it and this and that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know as a gamer long term, like unless it's something which it you know basically in the scribe it sounds more like a platform where you go through different environments stuff like that yeah unless you're playing like a Fortnite or an apex i can't see playing the same game month after month after month like how complex could it really be to be like well this is gonna be a long-term solution for my kids so unless there's more stuff coming well, this is
1: just season one <laughs> right, right that's what i mean so it's like
0: it, there needs to be a caveat to be like well here's how it started it's going to continue on with this you know in the future
1: so i don't know my question is how do we get a review code because this is going to be the hot game the hot new game yep so let's do it let's do it video games are medicine it's true i need to medicate right now do you want that bad medicine i do (laughs) Is bad medicine what you need (laughs) they're the one that call me dr feel good Ooh. All right, let's get out of I here. Don't know,
0: Where can people find you, Lucas, and other opportunities to listen to your dulcet tones across the <laughs> interwebs?
1: It's not how I would describe it, but, uh, I mean, you can describe it it's however you want. It's free country. Uh, I'm lurking around Discord sometimes. Uh, you should check that out. Heavy metal underscore riff. Yep. got to get under. Can't go over it. Can go under it. Uh, Sounded. <laughs> did not sound right let's go through it <laughs> yeah say that didn't that sounded way more creepy than I intended uh, otherwise I'm on Twitter at heavy metal underscore riff on there as well and I do a little podcast called flux to pose where we somehow have even more silly shenanigans than we do on this show so if you're into ridiculousness and tangents check me out there
0: yeah they're not bound by that G well PG 13 light rating we have here they they do whatever they want it's true there's no rules. Yeah, there's no regulators. There's no Donnie saying, "Hey, you can't do that." There's children listening. There's no children listening to Fluxpool, or if they are, they have horrible parents. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing out true. there. I
1: love the show, but kids should not. We're be the Grand to Theft that. Auto of podcasts. So yes, cousin. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to go bowling? <laughs>
0: so you can follow me at psvg kevin on all of the things your twitters your game consoles whatever you want uh you can also find me in the discord pretty regularly but i do encourage you to head over to psvg.blog to find links to all the stuff that goes on all the different shows you can get links to the discord links to the patreon if you want to support this shenanigans feel free to do so uh but yeah that's it check it out everybody thank you for listening thank you for tuning in thank you for telling a friend but most importantly we ask as always that you never stop Gaming,
1: cousin! Cousin!
0: This has been a PSVG production.
1: Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG
0: this production may not be repurposed reused or redistributed without the express
1: written consent of psvg psvg is powered by patrons at patreon.com psvg
0: become a patron to get special perks including access to exclusive
1: content